Welcome to the good, the bad, and the horrible. A weekly podcast where OG millennials have honest and candid conversations about dating, sex, yes, butt stuff, relationships, entanglements, and everything in between. Starring your host, Scarlett Prynne. Pull those anal beads out slowly. This is not a lawnmower. You don't want to hit a snag. <laughs> featuring guests Vixen Moore. No, the more hyper-masculine and alpha a guy is, the more he's going to want to be fucked in the ass. <laughs> Mako Cox. Whose dick do I got to suck to suck some dick around here? <laughs> Lila Moon. Please, for the love of God and everything holy, do not say my <laughs> name during sex. <laughs> Willow Gray. If I saw my man with another woman, I'd have to cut a bitch. <laughs> First time guest, Caramello Dolce. I'm transparently a transparent. First time guest, Northern Joy. You can consider me your 40-year-old virgin. <laughs> and occasionally emerging from behind the scenes, the producer, Spider. Kinky is using a feather. Perverted is using the whole damn bird. <laughs> So I went to a burlesque show recently and I happened to have roped in one of the performers to come talk with us tonight, Miss Joy. Yes, I'm Joy. Thank you. I'm so glad you got to come to the show. Were there condom wrapped pickles at this show? No, there was show? no condom wrapped pickles, although you might want to put that one in your idea box, Joy, for a future episode, perhaps. Well, then, Scarlett, <laughs> I would have demanded my money back was, for no condom wrapped pickles. It was yeah. memorable. <laughs> hey, we're constantly taking ideas and suggestions. So. <laughs> See our condom wrapped pickle episode if you want more on that. Yes. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Lila ate the pickle. Yeah, I was going to say, Lila actually ate that thing. Yes, I did. That's pickle juice too. That's free pickles. Right? Get some more napkins. It's, it was stuff that you cannot unsee. <laughs> so I will say Joy's burlesque show was much more high class than the one that we went to, the Nutcracker one that we went to with the pickles. So oh, I might have been in that one years ago, actually. Really? The Burlesque Cube. Yes! 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 Burlesque. I, I did that for like five years. Oh, how funny. Yeah. That's yeah. what we saw. That's yeah. the one that had the condom wrap pickle. Yeah. I'm famous for being the Jill in that one. Oh, so the funny. one that catches the dust and everything. Yeah. If you look back at pictures, that's me. <laughs> Oh, wow. Small world. <laughs> yeah, that's actually how I got into burlesque. I moved from East Texas to Fort Worth and I was looking to like make friends and get involved in things and start dancing again because I hadn't danced since high school. And so I saw that a studio was doing burlesque classes and I went to it and it was a storage unit. And I mean, like wow. concrete floor, no air conditioning, like roll top storage, mostly women over 50 and me who was like 26. And so I was like, I feel so confident and sexy in this group right now. <laughs> so good. But so we did a student show and the MC was promoting our Christmas show and then another show. And I didn't realize they were two different things. So I thought I was auditioning to a one night student Christmas show, burlesque show. Oh, wow. And I got to this audition and I get handed a script and it's 26 performances from Thanksgiving through New Year's. And I was like, oh my God, I'm in the wrong place. <laughs> you know, like, and I'm like, do I get up and walk out? Do I just sit here and pretend like, of course I meant this, you know? So I stayed in audition because I figure what's the worst that could happen? I'll just say no yeah. if they ask me, but they asked me and I agreed. And 
So you decided not to say no then? I decided not to say no. I mean, it was a lot of fun once we sat there and read the script and did like a cold read. Like it was so much fun. And I was like, I can clear my schedule for three months for this. Sure. Why not? Yeah. So I got my start in burlesque by accident. Nice. So how did this group come together? Do you actually run this burlesque show that you're in now? I do co-run it with Penny Pretty, who um, is out on maternity leave right now. So you're doing it on your own then? Yes. Okay. Yes. But I'm training my group. They're all learning. We're all taking a turn producing. So the show you came to is actually Cherry's first time producing a show at all. Okay. So yeah. So we're trying to get trained so that it's not just me. It was really fun. I enjoyed it a lot. And for Joy's performance that I saw, you did kind of a, what would you call like a baby girl type costume and persona? A little nightgown. Yeah. So I did Fiona Apple Criminal. But I don't have a really like, you know, gritty voice. And so I was coached that I should do it in a very like kind of pretty princess like kind of way. And so that's what I tried to pull off. So a little juxtaposition of the bad girl, but dressed like a good girl. Can I get a taste of the voice? Yeah. I've been a bad, bad girl. I've been careless with a delicate man. Hell yeah. Nice. Hell yeah. Just, I mean, I'm new to singing to answer your no, question. It's great. No, it's but fine. I'm I need real lessons. <laughs> no, that did it for me. It's fine. <laughs> so how do you guys find the burlesque girls? Uh, well, so we actually found each other. So the Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> Where you find everything, right? <laughs> Every- and more. One stop shop. <laughs> Tinder, you know. <laughs> I uh, find a lot of great things on I Tinder. Might yeah. I might right on that Tinder profile yeah. for once. <laughs> Looking for dancers. Yes. <laughs> no, so I was part of the Ruby Review for a few years as well. And they kind of disbanded a little bit right before COVID. And so I just met some other burlesque dancers and I was in a singing group. I was starting to get singing lessons and joined a singing group. And that thing went to shit. And so we all basically said, let's start our own thing. Like we've made all these friends and we're all talented and we can do it ourselves. So let's do it. Nice. I know one of the things that you and I had talked about is how much drama is entailed in a group of people that love to be up front and center. Like, shall we say there's some ego involved? Absolutely. In somebody that might like to show off for an audience. Oh, Marlon, I grew up in theater. I could have told you that. (laughs) I always tell, anytime like things start to get heated, I always go, what? Drama in the phantom? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dull, you guys. Like, we're going to fight. Things are going to happen, but we need to talk through it and be adults and move forward and be professionals about it. Well, anytime you get a group of women together, it's going to be a bunch of hens. Yes. (laughs) And now you've got women, not just women, but naked women. You know, that's a whole other element. So do you guys go like naked? And we do pasties. Okay. Yeah. And actually burlesque is technically illegal in Texas. That's what I thought. Yeah. That's what I thought. Even pasties, anything. Okay. What are pasties? Educate me. Oh my God. Nipple covers. Nipple stickers. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Some of those ladies at the show, they were twirling them around. Like the tassels. Yes. Yes. That's a talent right there. That is a talent. Yes. So we do pasties, but we don't do full nude. But yeah. So which part is illegal? Going full nude? Burlesque. Getting naked, taking your clothes off in a venue. Where's the line? It falls into blue laws. I think they have special licenses. Yeah. yeah. To become a stripper, you have to have a background check. There's yeah. a bunch of other rules yeah. involved. But for a bar to have a burlesque show. I see. Is not legal. Right. And Interesting. Yeah. You can't show your butt cheeks. You can't show 
under boob mm-hmm. or side boob. Like there's a lot of good rules. old Texas. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you technically broke the law then is what you're saying. Well, it's funny because our first show at the nines where we've been performing, not the one you were at, but the one right before that, we got raided. <laughs> oh, wow. So during my performance, we got raided and there were like four different officers from four different like TABC and different representatives, a fire marshal. Wow. Like, all the people came in and like I was told because I was performing, so I didn't note and my head was not paying attention to that right but i was told that they came in like all mean and business or whatever and like pulled the curtain they came back to see what was going on and they all like paused reached into their pockets pulled their phones out started recording (laughs) (laughs) i was was like did they actually do anything they didn't so no they got got distracted by the (laughs) The things that i have seen at the nines like that seems like an (laughs) odd thing that they would have decided was an issue it was a karen somebody got offended and she tattled that's absolutely what happened the owner said that there's no way that four different representatives have shown up at the exact same time no so he said he's like i don't know if they came because of you or if we didn't get in trouble because of you but either way Somebody's old man got aroused and she got pissed. Karen got pissed and called. Uh-huh. Yeah. She but had his location on iPhone or Life 360 and saw where he <laughs> exactly. was. And then came to check it out and got all right. up and snot about it. And instead of getting on to him, she just yeah. tattled on Karen you got her panties in a while. Yeah. But this just yeah. goes to yeah. show good enough titties can get you out of any trouble. Hey, <laughs> you know? If they really wanted to get you out of trouble, they should have sent some straight women in there. Right. Who were also going to be offended by yeah. not men. You're not going to get in trouble by a bunch of men who came to quote unquote bust a strip show. Right? I know, right? Come on. And I'm I like, concur. can you send me yeah. that video? I concur. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> Lila doesn't like sending the videos <laughs> of the strippers, apparently. Yeah, she's totally against it. Uh, totally. I sent it to her. I don't yeah. care if she doesn't remember. Because we don't want to be her the whole time while it, recording it. Yes. She's not a, you know, creepy 50-year-old man. So. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Not yet. But <laughs> never say t- never. There's still time. Yeah. That's honestly, like I've told everybody, like one of the reasons why I'm doing this now is because I can't have a comeback if I don't have a first. Yeah. Right. So I do want to be that 70 year old stripper. Like I want to be like back after 30 years, you know, retired Northern joy, you know, (laughs) in all my wrinkliness. Because I actually had an interview with a guy doing, uh, creating a burlesque group that was just probably about seven, eight months ago. Okay. And I chickened out. (gasps) Oh, oh no. I danced all my life. Oh my God. And, I chickened out. I was just meeting for an interview in Las Colinas. And <gasps> so I, why did you chicken you out? You stood him up? Well, because I'm old as hell. Come on. No. Well, well you're hot as fuck. Yeah, you are. No. You've still got it going on. What's this man's name? I'm going to call him for you. <laughs> no, I was at a show two weeks ago and one of my friends debuted and she's in her 50s. And it was her first burlesque debut. Oh, nice. Yeah. Good for well. her. She did so well. And Hell she was yeah. so proud of herself. She was so nervous. But afterwards, I said, how do you feel? Are you ready to do it again? She said, absolutely. I'm already nice. coming up with ideas. So, yeah. Yeah, no, me, I'd like throw out my sciatica or something. <laughs> <laughs> Age is nothing but a number to me. I mean, if you're confident, then by all means, get out there and Absolutely. do it. Same here. The amount of times I've fantasized about having an older woman spoil me. <laughs> oh, yes. Sugar mama. <laughs> you still got it going on, Willow. Oh, yeah. You have nothing to worry I've about. I've seen your leather pants. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yes, Thank absolutely. You. Yeah, get that going. We'll all come see you. Well, we <laughs> talked about too. Like, if you can't get the boobs going or you can't get the butt going, like, put some pasties on the chicken wings, <laughs> the little underarm, and just get those things flapping. You know, like people just want to see a human body move. They don't really care what parts. That's true. <laughs> yeah, and men, men don't care. Really? No, are, they really men don't. Men are so easy to please. Sure. Come on. They're sure. hypnotized by anything. You could go out there with a glad bag and they'd be like, <laughs> cut holes in a glad bag. And they'd be like, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brain short circuits after boobs. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just like, and can boobs. I just say for a visual, Joy has some very nice tips. I she do. does. Wait, show I've so already checked them out. At the she very does. beginning of the burlesque, you guys did a game and you had split the two, our two sides of the room together for two teams. Yes. And Joy was leading one group and the name of your team was what was it team titties team titties <laughs> thank you it was like team blue the first team was like we're team blue and we're like okay the yeah team was like we're team titties yeah. and your tits do look nice on a, in just a normal setting but thank you they're walking in i was like whoa those girls are out and they are massive it's a genetic problem what is your bra size problem or feature oh problem oh my gosh talk to my chiropractor it's, oh my god it's, so true i had surgery did you yeah. Yes. Oh. Best thing I ever did. What is your cup size? Right now, I don't I'm, have to tell us the measurement. Just tell us the cup size. The cup size right now is like an eye. Wow. What? Like a 34 eye is what wow. I mean. What? Yeah. Whoa. Wait, hold on. Stand up. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be Flash us. We need to be flashed. Oh, yeah. Oh, damn. Bouncy, She's bouncing. Yeah, it's genetic. I you know. your eyes, uh, Caramel. No, no, no. no, no. I'm, fin- I'm fixing to go back to Varsity Blues. A 10. <laughs> I give them a 10. Yeah. My family is known for big tits and smart mouths. How funny. So is your mom also really large? Yes, but she's petite. So she's only 5'1", and she has very narrow shoulders. So when she got married the first time, was like a 32 triple D. Wow. Oh my God. On her little five one frame. Wow. You know, and then lots of breastfeeding and changes that. completely happen. genetic. She didn't do any kind of no. enhancement. My grandmother, my aunt, I have one aunt who can't have boobs unless she's fat. So she stays fat to have her boobies. Oh, how funny. Amazing. Yeah. Big tits are also genetic in my family. Yeah, and guess who it skipped? Mm, yeah. <laughs> they're genetic in mine. And my daughter's I, by no, your and size. even okay. when I get fat, it does not go to my boobs ever. <laughs> no, it goes to my ass. I have the well, opposite. That's good too. That is good. At least I can have an ass because I can't have tits. Well, I can't I did, have an ass. I did reduction twenty years ago. It was the best. <gasps> damn money uh, I've ever spent. So I, my mom is an H cup and she wants hers reduced. Yeah, wow. because I just had back problems and shoulder problems and neck problems. Wearing a t-shirt problems. I mean, yeah. everything. <laughs> right. People think that boobs are fantastic and the fake ones probably are because they sit where you want to sit. Yeah, they're like coconuts you know, I will yeah. say that it's really nice to not have to wear a bra like ever. Uh, yes. <laughs> Girl, that I got big nice. titties and I still don't wear a bra. <laughs> Touche. I guess you don't technically have to. No. But you know, my, my plastic surgeon told me, he goes, if you want to keep them like lifted, lifted, yeah. wear a bra even at night. Oh, yeah, so that wore, sounds awful. I did that I, for a while. Yeah, I wear uh, a bra all the time. No, but I'm telling you what, that I'm perky horrible. as they come. Good. You know? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm not complaining. I'll wear a bra all the time. Yeah, really. Yeah, I would hate that. I yeah. hate wearing it during the oh, day. Yeah, my husband's like, I take it take off. That off. I take and it I'm off like, at no. work. I'm like, this is awful. Yeah. I got to strip, <laughs> contain this anymore. I can't breathe. I'm yeah. dying. I am a proud supporter. <laughs> I honestly have just found bras useless. Free the titties. Except for fashion statements. 
anymore, I'm uncomfortable if I'm not wearing a bra. <gasps> I'm the opposite. COVID changed that for me because I wore a bra all the time. Yes. Sleep bras was mm -hmm. a thing. Like, I mean, I did all of that. And then COVID happened and I was like, fuck everything. Right. <laughs> when we started going places again, I started just wearing my bathrobe. <laughs> <laughs> and it was amazing. I can't tell you, I've had more compliments on my outfit wearing my bathrobe than on anything I've ever worn before. I, I think that's to see acceptable wardrobe in Walmart, isn't it? Because that's like pajamas <laughs> no, and slippers no, in Walmart. I need to see this bathrobe. What kind of bathrobe There's so many. Are you well, okay, I have a different bathrobe yeah. for different seasons now. So I have like. <laughs> I have my warm bathrobe. I have my summer robe. I have my all-weather robe. So I was reason. expecting like the Malibu feathers. Yeah, right. Oh, no, no, no. This is just a plain-ass cotton robe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how funny. Yeah. But I'll put heels with it. So I'll wear like heels oh. in my room. Well, that's a porn outfit. It's a statement. Porn outfit. That's a porn outfit. It make it look taller and leaner anyway. It so. makes me feel less chubby. So yeah. that was, was the idea yeah. was I was like, I, I told my friends, I said, if this is going to be a problem, because I'm going to be doing this now. Well, yeah, I mean, I had a very rough COVID. And so I was like, I want to be friends with people, but you're going to have to deal with me in the bathrobe. Yeah. And if that's an issue, then we can't be friends. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to go. Sorry. And, but nobody You've been, left. You've been cut. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was it weird for you when you started doing burlesque to be naked in front of other people or essentially naked? Yeah. I mean, I had a rule. So like back when I did the burlesque Nutcracker, I agreed to do that because there was no stripping in that show. And I always said that I never wanted to do anything on stage that I couldn't do in front of my dad or in front of my boss. Oh, that was the rule. And then I got a job at an interior design firm, mostly women with 88% women staff. And so I got the opportunity to join the Ruby Review, which is an international burlesque group. And I said, hey, I got this amazing opportunity. I decided to ask for permission instead of forgiveness because I wanted to be upfront about it and say, listen, you know, this is a bucket right. list thing. I mean, when do I get a chance to be on the main stage House of Blues right. for anything juggling? I don't care what it is, but like, I'm going to take this opportunity. And they said, go for it. So that was the first time that I was like, okay, I'm going to have my tits out on stage. This nice. is, so, this is yeah. what's going to happen. And I might do it one time and be done. Or I don't know. My, if you're going to go did, for it. Did yeah. dad and the boss get invited? My dad did. Okay. My boss didn't. No, they wanted to come, but they did not. I did not want them to come. Gotcha. But I okay. didn't want them to hear it from somebody other than me. Yeah. That was the good, good choice. Yeah. Good choice. Yeah. Now, I do have to ask, like we've mentioned a couple of times about men's response to it versus women's response to it. What would you say is the like audience like gender split? Is it more men or is it more women? Definitely more women. That's what I was thinking. It's always been more women at every show I've gone to. Really? How funny. Absolutely. Men come with their women. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. more like it's an art performance as opposed to a strip show. Yeah. My dad did come to one of my shows. You know, he's like, actresses have their boobs in movies all the time. He's like, you think their dads have never watched their movies? But my dad was an artist, too. He played guitar and was a singer. Oh, and, okay. you know, so he was like, sure, it'd be cool if you were an astronaut. But, you know, <laughs> well, you know if think, you work for NASA. Well, yeah. I think like you were saying, as far as the ratio of men to women, women look at it from the standpoint of they want to see I, what it's like. I think or it's more become of more confident. Well, I think it's more of an appreciation. Mm -hmm. I was thinking vicarious. Or, yeah, or yeah vicariously too. or wanting because to like, know, you know, I mean, do I have the confidence to do something well, like this? Well, I'm not sexually aroused or attracted to but women are prettier. Body, but women are pretty and <laughs> it's aesthetic. And we grew up in this society that kind of reveres the female form. So we kind of like grow up that way. So like I appreciate you know, looking at women, even if it's not going to sexually arouse me. So I can see, yeah, the appeal of that. And like you said, like burlesque, I think is just a different mindset. If you hear that word, 
and I can see it appealing to more women. Whereas if men want to see naked women, they're just going to go to a strip club. Yeah, I describe it as the difference between being a burlesque dancer who strips and being a stripper who strips in a strip club is the goal, I think, you know, this is really dumbed down, but at a strip club, you're trying to get that one customer, right? You're trying to get that one customer. At a burlesque show, you're putting on a show for the whole audience. It's a group production. Well, it's an art. I mean, yeah. and so is stripping. I mean, you get a girl. They are both. The, right. The pole, if they're really good and they do some damn good work on they those do. poles. But like, I know that Fix and I have talked about the lifestyle in a strip club. It can get really ugly. Yeah. And burlesque, I don't think of that lifestyle with burlesque. It totally can. It can. Just the same way. Absolutely. I'm talking about dangerous, nefarious activity yeah. like drugs. Mm-hmm. I would say that the cattiness in the burlesque world is worse than the cattiness in the strip club. Oh, I, it's I worse than doubt. middle school. Yeah, <laughs> I, for sure. That's what you that, get with theater kids. That <laughs> I don't doubt. I'm talking about, you know, getting addicted or addiction or having some lifelong issues. They're not really wanting to be there in that aspect. And in order to cope with that, they have to have that right. mechanism, whether it be so, right. drinking or <laughs> drugs or anything like that. Right. Just and to, I see just that. To get through the night. Yeah. Where burlesque, it's an art form, it's women that can sing they can dance and so are strippers i'm not trying to downplay that but Mm -mm. when i think of burlesque i think it more as an art form see now i got a question from my understanding of burlesque it sounds a little bit like drag shows so how do those differ whether you have dancing singing lip syncing games silliness tipping like all that stuff is there but do you want to see a man in drag or do you want to see a woman or men? I mean, there's boylesque. There's, you know, there's all kinds. But of I genders. also know that there's a cis woman who go into drag as well. Yes. Yes. There's a lot. I mean, it really comes down to just what you're wanting to be entertained by and what you're wanting to highlight. If you're going to choose to go on a burlesque stage, there's going to be a different style to it than there is for a drag show. Yeah. And there's also the difference between the amount of tipping at a drag show and at a burlesque show really yeah what's the difference on that well there's a difference between a straight woman in a canoe and that it's canoes tip so i used to go to rose room at s4 and watch the drag shows and the audience knew it's it's audience participation they're really involved you throw the money and everything and i've noticed a lot of times when i go to burlesque shows they're like oh she's beautiful and i'm like okay go give her money and they're like well why would i do that and it's like um because she's entertaining you. Mm. Well, I paid at the door. And it's like, yes, but. So do you walk around with like tip jars so they know? I think it's a debated thing in the burlesque community because there are some people that, like you said, burlesque is typically a classier, you know, yeah. type of production. Yeah. And so some people don't want to have tipping at their shows because they don't want it to feel like a strip club or like a drag show. Yeah. You know, they want to keep the classiness factor there. And anytime you throw cash into the mix, the class level goes down. Right. But there are other people that, you know, that's how we make money, you know, and anybody who's doing burlesque to make money, they're in the wrong place. (laughs) But certainly that, you know, the tipping goes towards, you know, being able to make new costumes and, you know, be able to put it back into what we're doing. But it's just different depending on where you go. And I don't want, so for my shows, I don't want to beat people over the head. My first couple shows, we didn't do tipping. We didn't put out tip jars. We didn't talk about it. It wasn't a thing. We just thought if it happens organically, we'll let it happen. But we didn't want anyone to feel pressured by it. But we had people come up to us during and after the show who wanted to tip, who didn't feel comfortable because we never mentioned it. And so basically she said, you're leaving cash on the table because people have cash in their wallets. And if you don't tell them what to do with it, they're not going to give it to you. Yeah. So we started telling people, you're welcome to tip. Please feel free. It's a great way to interact with your performers. 
but you do not have to. Thank you for buying a ticket. Yeah. That's good. And That's I a good way that to handle it. Yeah. A lot of the times it's, it'll be like a silver bucket, like champagne bucket kind of at the front. Or if you put it on the stage, you're not putting it directly on her the way you would at like a strip club. And then a stage kitten comes by later and will collect it so that the performer isn't having to deal with it. Yeah, because at the pickle show, they were walking around with buckets all the damn time. <laughs> it was too much. <laughs> it, was. it was way too much. I was I like, and I can never carry cash. So I didn't think about we it. prepared. I and nobody prepared. took their shirt off. Scarlet was our pimp that yeah. <laughs> was our dollar go-to girl. I came ready for it with the dollar bills. But it was every two minutes. It was like... It was. It was too much. I was like, whoa. And yeah. Joy, during the break, I gave her some because I was there a little bit late, as you might imagine. That's Shocker! I, I know, shocking. <laughs> and so by the time I got there, it was standing room only in the back. And so people were throwing money. They were balling it up and throwing it up on the stage. So I'm trying to do that. And I'm realizing how awful my arm is. Like, it is just <laughs> Well, it's not... also paper, which is yeah. not very heavy. No. Yeah. So it well, was you got to not... fold into an ergonomic thing. Uh-huh. In the, you got to yeah. drop a paper <laughs> Yeah. Paper yeah. airplane. You have to go back to high school to get the rubber band again. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it gets slingshot. to the front. Yeah, slingshot. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't happening. So people in the audience got some things raining on their head. So finally, <laughs> I was like, money. It's the same yeah. as a popcorn theater. Yeah. <laughs> popcorn so, doesn't travel either. That's why when I saw you, I'm like, here you go. No, I appreciate that. Yeah. No, I mean it is a lot of fun. It's good. And the tipping thing, it just depends. It depends where you're at. I like your stance on how you take that though. And address it you're not shoving it down their throats yeah yeah and yeah. you're not shoving a bucket we don't go bucket in your face. no we don't pass the bucket we don't do that <laughs> they have that built into the script you know to yeah. be like give us money we need right. it for a car repair yeah you know i don't want to be begging yeah so do you have any kind of voyeuristic thing or anything about like doing things in front of people is that factored into it or is it just about the performance or- you know i mean it was hard like having that switch between you know i never want to take my shirt off you know i never want to be naked you know like if i wouldn't get naked in front of my dad why would I do it on stage in front of people? That was the hardest switch was being able to let myself do that. But, you know, for me, I have kind of two people, you know, that I consult when I'm making life decisions like that. One is like, you know, don't be a murderer. Like that's a... And then I check in with deathbed me and I see what she thinks. And then I check in with 12-year-old me and I see what she thinks. And I ask both of them. And in this case, both deathbed me and 12-year-old me were like, what? You know, like, Deathbed me, if I hadn't taken the opportunity, it was right there. You would there. regret it, yeah. Deathbed me would be like, girl, come on. Mm. Dem titties. <laughs> Dem titties. <laughs> you might as well, put them, you you might as well do something with <laughs> yeah. it, right? You know, And 12-year-old yeah. me would be like, wow, like, how do we get there? <laughs> like, what, what have you been <laughs> up to? Your 12-year-old self was also like, dim titties. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> no. That's a really wise way to make decisions. That is. I would really like to apply that to my own so, life. So uh, how often are 12-year-old you and deathbed you on the same page? Oh, most of the time. Okay. Most of the time. I mean, if I'm consulting them, I pretty much kind of know the answer. Right. But that's just kind of how I confirm with myself that like my gut instinct is right, you know? So uh, yeah, I picture myself holding my deathbed hand and having her be like, if only we had done this. Yeah, who wants to go with regret? But I don't want also my 12-year-old self to be like, we did what with our life? Ew. You know? So I check in with her just to see if she's proud. And damn, she's like, girl, okay. Right. <laughs> right. Like, okay. You know. So can I ask you a question? Yeah. Without getting too personal. 
you know, I don't know. We get you're... personal here. Well, well, okay. <laughs> All right. Right. Uh, when, since okay. when was, I was that a thing? <laughs> I was trying to be, you know, professional, but okay. We do get personal Let's here. Let's dive right in. Okay. So I don't know if you have a partner or a spouse or whatever, but what do they feel about that? Or if you've had people in your life. So That's a personal question. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I don't like to pry. No. No, what so- are you doing here? <laughs> I think we're in the wrong world today. <laughs> right? So the voyeuristic like comment. So for me, like, you know, once I had made the decision to put my body in front of people, the first time was the hardest. And the thing that people don't realize is that when you are the one taking your clothes off, you don't see yourself doing it, right? Mm -hmm. So once you've gone through the motions and you've done it and you walk away and you didn't die and everything's fine, (laughs) you know, you just keep doing it. Now, if someone put a mirror on the opposite wall of the (laughs) performance space, I might question whether or not I'm doing the right thing, you know, but I can't see myself. So as long as people are smiling and clapping, you know, now I'm good with it. But to your point, the very first Ruby review show that I was doing I was in an Uber with my boyfriend on the way to the House of Blues. And, you know, of course, drivers just chit chatting. What are you guys doing tonight? What, you know, where are you going? You know, seeing the show tonight? I'm like, actually, I'm in a show tonight. You know, my first burlesque show. And so we're chatting about that. And the Uber driver just <laughs> looks in the rearview mirror and says, well, what does he think about that? And I looked at him and we've been dating for a few years at that point. And so I just kind of turned to him and I said, honestly, I never asked him. Good for you. I mean, and here I am thinking like, you know, it didn't even occur to me. Not his life. You know, I mean, but also I had come out of like my 10 year marriage. I had been divorced, you know, and so I was just kind of, you know, doing me and doing you. Yeah, This wasn't like a super serious boyfriend. It was someone I, you know, was just casually dating for a long time. And so, yeah, I just thought you find yourself after a divorce and it's like, I'm going to do me. So whatever. And you kind of figured like, if you didn't like it, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of the same as my dad where it's like, would he rather I work for NASA? Sure. But like, if this is how I have fun, you know, he's like, then, you know, you're not hurting anybody. What's what's the harm? So what did the boyfriend say to the Uber driver? Well, what he usually says, which is just chin to chest. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody ever asked me anything, you know? (laughs) No, but he was like, I don't love it. You know, he's like, it's nobody wants their, you know, what's supposed to be their private you know, experience. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I was some people into that. Yeah, some people are into that. Yeah. Some people have that fetish. I'm I mean, pretty sure that my partners yeah. would 100% be there like with giant big ass like glitter signs. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> See, and that was the thing that was kind of stopping me. I don't know if my husband would be on board with that. I think he might be They'd be little... there with glitter signs and say, fix it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, I don't know. I mean, he never really says. He's just kind of like, do whatever makes you happy. You know, whatever you want to do is fine. You know, I'm supported. But I don't know if he would support that. Mm -hmm. I think that was what I kind of. Well, hot wife fetish is a huge community. I mean, that the lady that I had talked about whenever we went to the L.A. sex club. See that episode if you want more on that. But they have like 80,000 followers for people that want to be in the hot life lifestyle or are actively in it already. And I mean, that's what that's about, really, is watching your woman with other people. So it's a big thing. It's called a stag. Stag is different than a cuckold. Where like cuckold has like a humiliation aspect. Isn't it stag and vixen? Yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. So I think, exactly. I think he has like a tiny bit so of the, pride. So the stag participates, yeah. whereas the cuckold watches the bull ah. and the woman, the stag participates. I, even if so he doesn't do participate at that point. Caramello with your wife? Because you guys are kind of dabbling in the lifestyle, right? 
we're definitely voyeuristic in that aspect. Okay. There's no participation in that aspect. Okay, She's, so it's just we, watching. It's, yeah, it's a watching thing. Wait, people um, watching you or are you watching them? Either or. I'm going to clarify then also for the audience. So voyeur is watching other people. Exhibitionism is <gasps> performing. You. Yeah, I do both. Exhibitionism and mm -hmm. voyeurism. Mm -hmm. So how but, would you feel about your wife participating with others? You're not into that? Well, again, that goes where we already have set rules in okay. that aspect, you know. So what are so the boundaries with you Boundaries, guys? my parts don't penetrate, enter, or do anything I can touch. I can smack. Okay. So you can participate a little bit then? Yes. Okay. But no, no penetration, no, no putting my tongue where it's not supposed to be, <laughs> no putting my peen where it's not supposed to be. That's pretty but, clear. Yeah. So mouth and privates boundaries. are off, but hands are good? Yes. Okay. Now, how I'm, would you feel if she was on the burlesque stage? That's what I was going to say, because burlesque is just people watching. So it's kind of exhibition voyeuristic thing. It's not really touching. So and that's else. what I think for like my partners. Like there's a sense of pride of like everyone gets right. to see and that's appreciate my thinking. body. Yeah. But like he tells himself, but I'm the only one that gets to touch that's it. Yeah. I'm, yeah. 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 You know? see, so I, how do you, how does yeah. that play into? Yeah. For me, you know what? I love my wife. She's beautiful. And I wouldn't have a problem with that whatsoever. If she wanted to get up on the stage and dance and shake them tassels, then right. <laughs> but how do you feel about like? Do you like, think that you would feel a sense of pride watching her and everyone definitely. else like lusting after her? Yes, most definitely. Because I know at the end of the night she's coming home to me. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's, oh yeah, and, yeah. And you I know. think my husband would feel that way too. But I, I think don't the first. Push the I, well, I think the first time would be hard, just because <laughs> yeah. getting over that mental hump. Yeah, but it would be hard after, for her. Well, maybe. no, I think for like, like Willow's <laughs> husband, maybe yeah. like just to get yeah. over that. Yeah. mental block and maybe yeah. you know societal yes. judgmental yeah. things that we all kind of instinctively have once you've done but the once, first time once what's done, another 200 yeah. once you've done the first <laughs> but time I think you yeah. see it and you do come home and you're probably riding a high of like adrenaline and stuff and then you know fuck his brains out then he'd be fine <laughs> but I think he'd be like who are you because you don't even like yeah, to be gets, naked in the shower he gets to go home with a whole mother willow <laughs> you wear a bra all the time <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm the same way like like I said, you know, for me, I sit in and admire other guys walking around or putting their full attention on her. Mm -hmm. It's no differently than when if we go to we've been to the clubs around here that are swinger clubs and we've actually performed in a swinger club, you know, in one of the back rooms and people come walking by and, you know, see us. We'll be done. It kind of turns me on a little bit that when he's admiring her and then I get to go home and shag the hell out of her. <laughs> I was going to say the F word, but you know, hey, brains you, up. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> When I started at the strip club, I was dating a guy who had never been to a strip club. And I was like, okay, hold on. I like, took him in, got him his first lap dance and all. And then he ended up getting a job there. And people were like, well, how can you handle that? And he's like, watching them have to pay money to get attention. And she comes home with me for free. Yeah. Why would I be mad? Exactly. Yeah. Because it's coming home to me. Her and the money. <laughs> I'm spending your money. <laughs> and I think people think that the burlesque dancers do go home and then with their partners, they get their brains fucked out and whatever. But no, we're tired. Well, yeah. yeah. That's, that's like no. me. Damn it. <laughs> the audience goes home feeling confident. Like, one of the reasons I still do it, because my mom asked me, you know, why, why are you still doing this? You know, like, and one of the reasons is because I have people that come up to me, not every show, but many shows, you know, sometimes in actual tears saying thank you. And it's like this sideways compliment, you know, where they're like, I saw you on stage and your body. I mean, if you can do it, I can do it. Oh, wow. <laughs> and you're like, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. You know, but they are so genuine. They're so inspired. And they're, you know, like you can tell that they have been feeling a type of way about their body. And then they see someone and for whatever reason, identify with it. 
and they're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't feel so bad, you know? And so there are women who, couples who've come up to me and they said, we're going to do it with the lights on tonight. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so crazy. I love that like people leave feeling inspired and empowered and better about their bodies, even if it only lasts for that one night. Right. They're leaving feeling so confident. And right. then when I go home and take off my eyelashes and get into my bed alone, I'm satisfied. That is one thing I will say about the burlesque show and yours specifically that I saw was it was women of all shapes and sizes. And it proved that you do not have to fit this perfect mold or the Barbie mold. The Vogue magazine. Be, yeah, you don't the have to Instagram fit that mold, mold in order to be sexy. Yeah, because I think of burlesque. I think of Dita. Right. Yeah. Well, and that makes it easier to costume, right? Yeah. If everybody is a size two, right? You know, then it's really easy to costume. Yeah. Trying to costume our group is extremely difficult. Like, trying to get matching costumes, we're like, we can't even try. Yeah. Is there anything in particular you are looking for? Like, do you have people when they audition that you're like, oh, that's not going to look good with our group, or is it just about stage presence? It's really about stage presence. It's also about drama. You know, I mean, the types <laughs> You're of looking people. for the drama. <laughs> no, I mean, oh, okay. trying to look for people that can be professional. Like, gotcha. you can't avoid drama. It's more about the type of person. And are they here to create, you know, and are they here, you know, to have fun? That's what we're really looking for. Now, I mean, some amount of polish is good. There have been some people where I've said, you do need to work on your costume. You know, like cardboard is fantastic, but maybe like, you know, like let's up it a little bit, you know. But that depends on the venue too, right? Mm-hmm. Like what the expectations are. But yeah, there's like nothing in particular. It's just people we want to work with. Yes. Absolutely. That's great. So yeah. maybe we could get some of your burlesque dancers to join in under our crew here. Yes. I, I need Big Carmel over there to Yeah, how do we get Willow right. on the stage? Willow, I think yes. Lolita would be in too. I think we should all just go do a burlesque <laughs> class. <laughs> okay. I, I would totally go. We're doing workshops. We just started doing workshops. Yeah. Really? Workshops. Yes. yes. And then during the shows, not every show, but we'll do like dance demos and we pull, I mean, we did one at that show that you saw Scarlett. So we pulled up audience members and do a little burlesque demo on stage. Nice. So you can get your dipper toe in a little bit. Well, if I'm not mistaken, burlesque wasn't just for women. Because if I remember on the I Love Lucy show, they, oh, yes. Fred and Ethel, Ethel, they were a part of a burlesque show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, men are welcome. I mean, I would love, we don't have any dicks in our group. And I would love to get some dicks up in there. I want all people on stage. You know, I want like people of all diverse ages and over 18. Let's not. <laughs> legal ages. <laughs> it's already illegal, but let's not go with that. Illegal. Well, it's funny that you say that burlesque is illegal because, I mean, if you look at it, some of the women that come in bars by themselves are already scandally mm-hmm. dressed. So, yeah, what's the difference? Yes. Yeah, what is the difference? Underboob Under being uh, yeah. illegal in burlesque. <laughs> Have you been to 7th Street <laughs> on a Saturday night? Come on. Yeah, that is a little ridiculous. Yeah. (laughs) But obviously, as we see, they didn't enforce it very well. No, they did not in this case. (laughs) Well, I don't even really know how they really could. I mean, would it come on you or would it go on to the bar? We'd go on the bar. Bar, yeah. Yeah. So as a for TABC, yeah. Yeah. For us, it's our responsibility to ensure the venue does not get fined on our behalf, really, because they're not going to have us back. You know, if they got a big fine because of well, us. TABC just you keep sending those mail officers. <laughs> just, just, just keep doing that. Just let them check in, make sure yeah. we're doing okay. Now, I do know that one of my friends was trans and was transitioning from female to male and had already started doing burlesque and did a lot of like belly dance stuff, and then had top surgery, and then found out they had androgen insensitivity. So then, when they were taking the hormones to become more masculine, it didn't work. 
So they got stuck kind of like in between. Mm -hmm. And it was really weird. But depending on the venue, they'd be like, oh, you have to wear tassels. Oh, wait, no, it's fine. You don't have to because you're male. (laughs) And like the back and forth for people to be like, all right, it's tribal belly dance. Like (laughs) The boobs are removed, but the nipples are still there. And so, yeah, the fight about whether or not they had to wear pasties was just crazy. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. Well, I love that a lot of the male performers do choose to wear pasties anyway, because who doesn't want their nipples to look fabulous? That does sound really hot, actually. (laughs) Tassel me up. (laughs) Anything that you can glitter up. Why not? Exactly. Bedazzle those nipples. Yeah, bedazzle the hell out of those nips. I have to make sure that I shave the peach fuzz off because I don't want <laughs> some tassels to pull my hair. You make that part of your pasty. Well, and what you have them already. And most people, what you might not know, use pay tape, actually, to tape oh, the pasties on. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, there you go. Well, I don't have to worry about that just yet. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, whether it be pasties, whether it be glitter, whether it be tassels or whatever it is that floats your boat, go bedazzle yourself. <laughs> yes. Hell yeah. 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 Thank you for listening. Please make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast channel. And if you love this, don't forget to leave a rating and review. To connect with us and ask questions, visit us at goodbadhorrible.com.